Hello, I'm Aj. Thank you for taking some time today to listen to my podcast. This is episode number two of What a Wonderful Social World. Now, some of you might be wondering why this is the name that I chose for this podcast. To state it simply, by wonderful, the assumption is that there is still so much for us to learn about the social world. So it does not necessarily mean beautiful or just purely positive. And today's episode should give you a better understanding of what I mean by looking at the world with wonder that it is much more complex and problematic than it seems. Gusto ko rin malaman nyo na this episode was recorded before the official first episode of this podcast earlier during this pandemic that makes this the actual first episode. I just thought that it was appropriate to have an episode that introduces this project and so I recorded that first one. And in this episode, meron tayong special guest, si TJ Castillon, one of my good friends who I enjoy talking to about a wide variety of things, including music, uh, art in general, uh, philosophy, which is his undergraduate degree, and anime, which is the cultural text that we are discussing today. Pag-uusapan namin ang isang anime na parehas namin gusto at isang thinker na parehas din namin nabasa. So here's the conversation that we recorded, and I hope you enjoy this episode today. This is a podcast about mainly social theory and philosophy, but we're taking certain cultural texts. Like today, we'll be talking about an anime series that we like. So stuff that uh, are close to our heart or we consume on a day-to-day basis or fairly regularly, and then we'll use it to shed light on things that are otherwise complex like social theory and philosophy. So yung ground rules natin for today as much as possible we'll try to avoid spoilers. <laughs> we'll try yes, to Yes, no to spoilers. Yeah, no to spoilers. <laughs> try our best to just talk about the beginning of the first episode of the series and uh, basically if there are some spoilers expect na it will just be coming from the first few minutes of the first episode so yes we'll, guys we'll discuss the premises of the show and then uh, other things we'll ju- just talk about in a very general way okay we'll try our best okay those are the ground rules that we lay down for ourselves we'll talk about an anime series that we both love psychopaths and yes. we'll be talking about an interesting thinker also uh, Michel Foucault. So how um, that might seem challenging, but actually the anime series makes it easier for us to talk about. We'll start by summarizing it. So guys, a background check on Psychopath. It's an anime. It's an anime series, and if I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere between 2013-2016. The anime series it takes place in a very modern society and. By And by modern, I mean not our modern society right now, but very advanced technology already is happening within this city. The, the setting is in Tokyo. And uh, imagine, guys, that this setting is all about quantifying matters. So imagine a city where everything that you do is quantified. So from the moment you wake up, your schedule is already quantified. The moment you finish your education to leave the education uh, field and go to the workforce, it's already quantified. 
So, imagine guys, like everything is calculated based on society standards. Yeah. This is what I understood from watching Psychopaths at least two times. Kuya, uh, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, so it's in the far future, I think, year 2100-something. Yeah. So very efficient, almost, you'd say, utopian, parang ideal, ideal society, very advanced technology. It's very rare to have crime and people feel generally safe. And, and they contrast this to the rest of the world. So basically, it's the only place in Earth that's like that, that's very advanced yeah. and nice and seeing things are running efficiently. So uh, TJ said na everything is com- quantifiable. So for example, in sinabi ni TJ about education, the moment that you graduate from the education system, um, your most compatible future job is already determined through your scores. Um, they give you like suggestions. We we do have ano, ba, mga aptitude tests, but this is yes. like to the extreme. You could really determine and you can confirm that it is for you. And people would say na uh, this is the perfect job for me. And and basically it's the the society that chose it for you. Everything is calculated for you already. That's what quantifiable means. And Yes. Also, there's uh, the presence of AI, right? Uh, artificial intelligence. Mm, yes, um, yes. Ganon na siya ka-advance. Okay, so we're, we're seeing some, I'd say, glimpses of this now. Sa mundo natin ngayon, di ba? Maraming mga advancements sa AI, sa sciences. And then, you take that to the extreme. That's basically the society that they are living mm. in sa psychopaths. And then, I did mention crime, right? One of the themes of the anime is is crime. And so, what's the catch when it comes to crime? Diba? This is, diba? We talk about a sort of almost perfect society. But yes. then, this is an anime about crime. So, what's up with that? Like what Kuya Aj mentioned, imagine where everything is, well, well, not everything, but almost everything is like predetermined or everything is like already judged based on the current situation that's happening. Imagine guys, in crimes naman, so, for example, a criminal is a criminal stole from a jewelry store. Yes, tama yung sinabi ni Kuya Ajna. Crime is, it's not that frequent. Pero kapag nangyayari, society already knows how to deal with such crimes. Mm-hmm. Dito papasok yung police system, guys. Uh, yung mga nag enforce ng anti-crime ay actually uh, yung police force pa rin. So, it's not that far from our current society. Pero guys, ito yung catch nga. I said a while ago na everything is quantified na. That means, everyone has this thing called a crime coefficient. Okay? So, the anime mentions na, don't worry, I won't go into the spoilers. Ground rules natin yun. Yeah. Pero, the anime mentions na everyone has a hue or H-U-E na actually, the characters... color, right? Uh, yes. And this you, when it reaches a certain color, you can be deemed already as a criminal. So, saan nang gagaling yung standard ng, uh, oh, how do I know if it's green or it's red? Uh, that's where the quantity comes in. There are crime coefficients per hue. So, for example, if you're like in the green color, that's your you, and your crime coefficient is low. So, you're safe it's not high enough that you will be deemed as a criminal. 
that's the gist of it. Pero, Kuya, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, basically, it's all based on a certain measurement of a person's psychological state. But he did mention yes. it's, it's a measurement of the person's psychology. We don't know uh, how it's measured, but uh, that's what it is in the anime. So it's a, yeah. that's why it's psychopaths. And it's a person's psychological state. And from there, you can derive this crime coefficient, which measures kung criminal ka ba o hindi. So it's major yes. outrageous siya, di ba? If you're on the green end of the spectrum, uh, you are not a criminal. You're, you're innocent. Wala kang uh, criminal thoughts, yeah. di ba? Wala kang tendency yeah. to commit crimes. But then as you move away from that, pag naging red, dun sa red na portion ng hue, imagine it as a bar. Parang green, yung green to red na gradient. Once you reach the red portion, may, may certain point done, and then there's a number for that. If you reach that number, you are considered a criminal. And take yes. note that uh, you don't have to actually commit a crime. Just by your psychological state, you are already judged to be a criminal. Kasi you have a yeah. tendency now to do a certain crime. So that's how it goes. Just that based advanced, on, guys. yeah, it's so advanced. Parang before the crime happens, they already have the capability to detect the person who will commit it because they can readily uh, assess the psychological state of the person. So yun yung premise nitong anime na to. Na-mention ni TJ kanina, yung crimes are handled by a sort of police force. Um, it's similar to our police force, it, but it's actually a very small organization because crime na is so rare. And it's a very special unit diba? In, in, in their government that addresses yung mga crime sa buong Tokyo. Okay, so, paano ba natin describe itong ano, special unit na ito? Uh, there's an inspector who's the team lead. And then, yep. who are the others? Uh, the others are called the enforcers. Dito din papasok guys yung very interesting concept <laughs> ng ng psychopaths. Kasi di ba we mentioned kanina na crimes are actually not that frequently happening in the city. Kasi everything is already advanced na nadedetermine na kung kailan mawawala yung crime. Tapos paano gagawin nila na mawawala yung crime na yun. Like how do they deal with this? Pero these enforcers, <laughs> guys... They're actually criminals. They're actually deemed criminals by the system that they're part of. And they're not just labeled as criminals. They are latent, L-A-T-E-N-T, criminals. Mm. So what I mean by that is um, latent criminals have very high crime coefficients. So that means if you look at their U, it's very high. Na. So borderline Orange to red. Yeah. Yung mga ganun. Sobrang high na talaga. Like, med high to sobrang high. Sorry for the conyo, but... <laughs> that, that, uh, I'd like to describe it that way. Pero, guys, ganun yung police formation. May manager, and then the manager assigns the inspector to head that team. And then, after ma-assign yung inspector, dadating yung reinforcements. Yun yung mga enforcers. Usually, the enforcers come in... Three, baka nga kahit isang enforcer lang kailangan or dalawa. Pero uh, in the beginning, uh, it was set na tatlo yung tutulong or apat. So, Kuya, do you have anything to add to that? Basically, in the crime coefficient na measurement, 
diba, it will assign a certain hue or a certain number yes. to describe your psychological state mo if you are have a tendency to to commit a crime or you have the capability to commit a crime so you have of yep. course those who are in the green who are innocent probably they won't do anything wrong well they're kind of sure <laughs> that they won't do anything wrong because yeah. they don't sila safe. in that ano, in that condition daw. and then you have yeah, yeah. those who are um already assigned to rehab in your next level mm. right so for rehab yep and then the next one um which we'll talk about later in more detail uh yes. they're already assigned to the death penalty so my levels sha so you have those who are on the safe range and then those who mm-hmm. are already criminals but they're not that deadly so uh, they will be sent to therapy or or rehab and then those who mm-hmm. are very uh, dangerous considered dangerous by the system na they would just have to um remove them from society basically yeah. so how does this happen with the inspectors and the enforcers how how does their team work together paano nila in, in, in enforce yung yung justice uh, dun sa crime or sa criminal wow. so say okay. say merong criminal so guys so for example for example may nagnakaw from a jewelry store ganun balik tayo mm-hmm. dun sa example niyo yung papadala ng police department ng city na yun, uh, isang inspector, and then yung tatlong, or basta two, two, two or more enforcers, ganun. Mm-hmm. And they won't go there empty-handed. They, they have a weapon. And actually, ito rin yung nag, sobrang interesting about psychopaths. The weapon itself is very interesting. Psychopaths would label this weapon as dominator. Yung dominator, guys, it's a handheld weapon, and uh, you can think of it as a gun, but it doesn't actually fire bullets, and it actually has a judging system. So, yeah. guys, remember that everything is quantifiable, right? In this uh, city, may hue and na check yon sa crime coefficient, and na bibigyan ng standard yon or ng measurement with the dominator, guys. Parang sa pandemic natin yun, di ba? Yung, yung itututok mo sa tao, tapos malalaman mo yung temperature niya. The thermometer? Din yun, yung guys. handheld. <laughs> yes, yung handheld thermometers. Non, parang ganun din, guys. Yes, parang ganun din sa dominator, guys. But, minimeasure niya yung U mo, yung crime coefficient. Pag tinutok mo yan sa kahit sinong tao, actually, guys, uh, think of it as this. Yung base model ng dominator or yung base form ng dominator, it's in safe mode. Meaning, it won't attack anyone. And hindi lang basta-basta makakagamit ka ng dominator. You have to be an inspector or an enforcer. So, hmm. you have to be uh, you have to be verified by the police department before you could use this weapon. And, ayun nga guys, going back to pointing a dominator at someone. If you point a dominator at someone, makikita mo yung hue niya. Ah, green to, green. Para sa mga safe people dyan. Pero if you point it sa taong, ayun nga, balik tayo dun sa criminal natin, guys, na nagnako from a jewelry store, itutok mo sa kanya yung dominator. Ah, medyo ano to, ah, medyo sketchy yung U niya or yung crime coefficient niya. The dominator can actually change its form. It can change its form from safe mode to 
paralyzing mood. So from there, if you fire the dominator, it will paralyze the target. Mm-hmm. Pero guys, hindi nyo malaloko yung dominator na itutok nyo sa criminal tapos nainis lang kayo sa friend nyo na na safe naman yung you niya. Kung wari, green yung, green yung you ng friend mo tapos nainis ka sa kanya. <laughs> Kung itutok mo sa kanya yung dominator na mabilis, hindi. The dominator is smart, guys. It has its own system na babaguhin niya yung judgment niya per person. You can say na it actually has a mind of its own based yeah. on the society that it's working in. So, Kuya, do you have anything to add to that? Yeah, it will prevent you from shooting innocent people. And then, it will only allow you to shoot a person who is assessed to be a criminal. But then, yes. the dominator has another setting, right? Uh, something more intense than than just a paralyzing yes. mode. Remember yes. that there are levels to this. Na mention natin kanina meron yung mga, mga due for rehab. For those who are just due for rehab or therapy, uh, naka-paralyzing mode lang yung, ab- yung abutin yes. ng dominator, right? Pag tinutok mo sa kanya. But then for those yep. who are already in the red color, red hue, uh, who yeah. have uh, probably murder, have uh, they have murder intent already, the dominator will would expand, <laughs> transform into a more lethal yes. mode. Diba? They call it lethal... Yeah, lethal le- eliminator. Yeah, lethal yeah. eliminator. And then yeah. that, that that just means that you're instantly killed if you're hit by that. Yep. If the trigger and to is add cold. to that, Kuya Ajno, um, mm-hmm. quoting someone, I won't drop the name, pero ang yeah. ganda ng pagkakasabi ng character na to, ng may situation na ganun. It says here, mm-hmm. the nominator says that this person, I'm not gonna drop it, is mm-hmm. no longer someone who's needed in this world and it was determined by the system. Yes. So imagine that, guys. If you are deemed unnecessary na or someone who is not needed nga in this society, then you will be eliminated by the dominator. So, If you no longer have the potential to impact society positively, you're basically useless, right? So, yes. yun, yung, yun yung assessment sa'yo. So, criminals are na very big yung mga crimes na kinomit. Ganun na yung assessment sa kanila. Hindi na sila useful. Yes. They are, hindi na sila masasalvage pa. So, yeah. kaya elimination na yung uh, binibigay sa kanila na judgment. So, ah, uh, this is so, ah, uh, yes. uh, medyo nakaka, uh, sobrang, <laughs> makes you yeah, feel things. Yeah, it's outrageous. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, if you are still on the orange hue, uh, good for you, you can still go to therapy, you won't be eliminated on the spot kasi, uh, that's one thing, di ba? Because of the dominator's yep, yep. capability to eliminate you on the spot, justice is right there and then. Yeah. Once they find you, basically. So, no need for red tape, eh, no, Kuya Aj? No need for no red need tape. For... Yeah, everything is so efficient. That's the most efficient way to deal with crime. Eh? So that's how they did it in Tokyo, Japan yeah. in this time. So yun yung uh, backdrop nitong whole story nito. Um, yeah. Did we discuss enough of the background? Baka ma-spoil na natin pag ano eh. <laughs> Yun nga eh. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, I'll just quote one, ano, one uh, hopefully not a spoiler okay, from a character that we will not name before we proceed to the next part. Nakikita nyo kung bakit namin pinag-uusapan itong topic na to with the next topic that we'll be talking about. Sabi ng isang character sa Psychopaths, he would probably respond by quoting Foucault or Jeremy Bentham 
the moment you quoted Max Weber, rather than a system, isn't it a huge prison? Three names mentioned there. The first one was Foucault, which we'll be talking about later. Uh, yung magiging focus na amin, amin discussion. And then Jeremy Bentham will, will mention him because Foucault mentioned him. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> maybe some yeah. other time we'll talk about Max Weber. But basically, the highlight of that quote for us is the last part, which is, rather than a system, isn't it a huge prison? At yes. first glance, diba, this society that we painted, <laughs> na pinaint for us ng uh, uh, psychopaths is something very, very efficient, very, very, um, we'd say excellent yung pag-run niya. Yep. Even in terms of, if you just look at the numbers on how they've kept crime down, it's amazing. As in, if you compare it yeah. siguro sa societies of today, even the most advanced ones, sobrang um, ganda ng performance nila, kumbaga, we, we can say that. Yep. We'll dive now into a discussion of Michel Foucault. Okay, so Michel Foucault, Michel is, not, Foucault is, is not a character in Psychopaths. Um, we are <laughs> talking about an actual person here, a French thinker. Um, mahirap siyang i-categorize. He would often deny categorization. That's one thing about him. Yeah. Uh, you can call him a philosopher, a historian, a sociologist, an activist. So many things, so many labels you can attach to him. But we'll talk about yep. a very small portion, but... Actually, a recurring theme also in his other works. Kasi sobrang dami niya nasulat. <laughs> and uh, I'd yes. say it's a very difficult uh, writer to read. Okay, so this is a challenge also for us. We just uh, want to give a side note na hindi naman ito introductory course on Michel Foucault or, or postmodernism, yes. poststructuralism, those big words. We'll just try to, to make him interesting to you <laughs> or try our yes. best to... Yeah to uh, introduce you to some concepts that might help you understand uh, hindi lang yung psychopaths, but uh, the world that we live in. Maybe we can just start by saying kung ano ba yung uh, pagbabasihan nating text ngayon, TJ. Ano nga ba yung pinaka-crucial na writing ni Foucault for this discussion? Thank you for that, Kuya Adj. And yeah. Actually, guys, disclaimer, maraming sinulat si Michel Foucault na very major yung contribution to society. But for this discussion, we're going to be using this guy. <laughs> Discipline and punish. And, yes. Kuya Ajin and I have the same issue actually. <laughs> so, sobrang akma lang talaga na gamitin namin yung uh, work na to for this discussion. So, Kuya Aj. Yeah. We mentioned na yung background ni Foucault. Um, he actually had a very illustrious academic career. So, a University of uh, Paris. Um, college very well off, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. very well off. But in the same way, it's very radical for one of the for the academic world, diba? Um, yeah. They had to basically create a new category dun sa kanilang parang a new title just for him to have a place dun sa academic system. Yep. And uh, we'll talk more about yung concept niya of power or the, the different ideas niya about power. Um, this is informed by the book that uh, we mentioned, Discipline and Punish, and as well as some commentaries, secondary readings okay, na, na that we also yes. uh, went through. We'll start by talking about ano ba yung approach niya dito sa pagsusulat ng book na to? How did he start this book? It's a very interesting start. Eh. As you may infer from the title of the book, Discipline and Punish, two words there. 
discipline, punish. Michel Foucault was actually juxtaposing two, two kinds of punishments. The punishments from before, as in the 1800s, and the punishments of today, of the current times, modern day times actually. And from here, you may be thinking, why, why, why do we have to go back to those torturous punishments from before? And then some of you may be thinking, oh, um, yung modern day punishments, wala yun compared sa previous day punishments. <laughs> Alam niyo ba guys na previous day punishments? Public yun. Yeah. Sobrang mapapahiya ka. Tapos kita nila yung insides mo, ganun. Kasi grabe, grabe yung punishments noon guys. Pero ngayon, the modern day punishment, hindi siya, hindi siya ganun. First of all, hindi na siya ganun ka-public. And second, yeah. it's not that physical. But guys, Michel Foucault would argue, mas insidious pa or mas grabe pa yung modern day punishment. At kaya niya nasulat yung discipline and punish. It's to compare these two and to elaborate on the concept of power. Yeah, so basically, described systems of punishment or punitive systems from uh, 1800s and then race niya how it developed into the modern day prison. Diba? So, prison yung pinaka. Yes. Uh, it's actually the subtitle of the book, uh, The Birth of the Prison. Uh, so, The yes. Birth of the Prison. Yes. Basically, Perfect. traces the, the development of yung system of punishment up to the modern day prison. He was already giving lectures on uh, these kind of things around the 70s pa. Yeah. Um, but more or less, we can see na yun na yung form of, of prison that we have now. There's this thing, na, uh, this comparison between the past and the present. And uh, we can roughly yep. summarize it into two kinds of power. Two types of power that are very difficult to see sometimes. And yes. Foucault uh, shows us that there's a distinction to these two kinds of power. So there is what you call the repressive power. And then yep. number two, you have the normalizing power. Repressive, yes. normalizing. So yeah, let's start with talking about what the repressive power is. This is the easier one, right? The easier one to, yes. to see. Ano ba yan, TJ? So, without uh, taking too long, guys, kasi this is actually, this will contribute to the bigger discussion for later. So, for the repressive kind of power na minimension ni Michel Foucault, when, when you say repressive, it comes from the word to repress, which means to hold back. So, when you're holding back something, hindi ka talaga makapag-fully interject. So, Ibig sabihin, you, you, you want to do something, pero hindi mo magawa. So when you're forcing yourself onto others, yeah. this, is a direct, this is a direct kind of force. And yeah. when you are forcing yourself onto others, it doesn't just mean na directo. It means you're repressing also the person, hmm. whether we like it or not. Yeah. And an example of this direct form is, ayun, when you're enforcing punishment. Just as simple hmm. as that. Uh, as simple as, ah, kasi hindi mo nagawa to, punishment yan. That's actually repressive power. So, Kuya, do you have anything to add to that? Before yeah, it's, we like, to that? it's like being scolded outright for something you did wrong. And, or yes. pinalo ka for something that you did wrong. Or yes. ba- basically, um, hurting someone or physical or psychological way, emotional. So, it's direct. 
it's the more direct of the two kinds of power that we'll be talking about. This is the direct typical, form, guys. Uh, the typical power that we see. When someone is bullying yes. someone, that person is using repressive power onto that yes. person that he's bullying. Foucault highlights, though, in, in his writings, the different kind of power, which is normalizing power. So this is very strange in a way, because normalizing, I mean, what, what's this normalizing about? Making things normal? <laughs> um, is it the normal kind of power? But actually, this is the more subtle kind of power compared to repressive yes. power. Any understanding mo dito? So guys, um, normalizing power, again, we'll use what we uh, got from the repressive power as new structure niya for looking at this term. So normalizing power, you know, as people, we are social beings. So ibig sabihin nun, we, are, we will always be involved with society whether we like it or not. Kasi ayun nga, we are interjected into this so-called society that we are living in right now. Yeah. So, because we are social beings, we have what we call, from the term normalizing, we have norms. Yes. That means, ayun nga eh, quoting nga from Foucault, or maybe not be really a direct quote, but he was implying na without norms, there would be no people. Yung normalizing power na to guys, it's actually built in the system. It's not yeah. direct, but it's still happening, guys. Hindi yes. nyo lang alam, pero nangyayari talaga yan sa background. And the thing about why... Foucault wants us to focus on this also. It's because it's very elusive, guys. When you try to pinpoint it, most likely hindi mo siya pinpoint. Kaya that's what makes it so mysterious and at the same time dangerous. Yeah. And for example, ang ganda ng discussion din namin ni Kuya Aj about this even before we plan to do this kind of thing. Example, when you're dancing in the classroom, para sa mga students pa dyan, when you go to your class, your classroom while waiting for your prof, I mean, wala naman nakasabi sa handbook na bawal kayo sumaya while waiting for your prof, di ba? But, dito papasok yung norm. Ano ba yung norm? Di ba yung norm is to sit down and wait for your prof to set up or wait for your prof to come inside the classroom? I mean, hindi naman exclusively nakasabi na bawal sumayaw sa loob ng classroom. But it goes against the norm. Yeah. So, you have to take note of that, guys, na we're people, so we're bound by these social standards. Good illustration, sinabi ni TJ. Um, basically, for repressive power, someone is made to obey by force. But for normalizing yep. power, you are made to obey through the knowledge of what is normal behavior. Kasi ito yung normal, and I don't even notice this. This is what I'll do. This is the yes. what I've grown to do, uh, what I've grown accustomed to be the right thing to do. So, kahit hindi siya nakasulat, kahit saan, even if no one enforces it to you directly, um, yun nga yung distinction between repressive power and normalizing power. For repressive power, you know exactly who is doing the, who is uh, asserting power. Yung guy na nambubuli, that's the person who is using the repressive power. But for normalizing power, you can't really point to a certain person. Yeah. It's there. It's built in in the system. We are trained to yep. exhibit good behavior because of yep. our culture, diba? because of the systems in place, a society. So these are things that we not blame on a certain person or put on a certain person. We're all affected by it. So lahat ng tao dun sa yes. classroom na na-mention ni TJ are subject to normalizing power. Isa sa mga magandang illustrations ni, ni Michel Foucault is when he 
um, discusses this certain uh, concept of Jeremy Bentham. So, isa sa mga na-mention dun sa initial quote natin. Uh, yeah. Jeremy Bentham designed an ideal prison. Okay, so, ideal, he, guys, uh, an ideal quote, yeah. prison. So, there's this design. It's actually like drawn. <laughs> it's called the panopticon. <laughs> if you are familiar, if you've heard that, of that word, we'll talk about that now. Uh, Jeremy Bentham's panopticon is like this. You have a tall tower in the middle. Imagine it with us. <laughs> There's a tall tower in the middle and around it, uh, a circular formation around that tower. Those are the prison cells. On that tower, merong parang a one-way glass. Okay, so if you're inside the tower... Yeah, view, yeah. Uh, if you're inside the tower, you can look at any prison cell clearly. But then if you are in the prison cell, you don't know, you don't see the person inside the tower. Even if there's just one person, one guard in that tower, the prisoners would be mindful of their behavior, right? Because they don't know when that person is looking. So you just follow the norms, the normative behavior prescribed in the prison. Ayun nga guys, very important yung sinabi ni Kuya Ajna. They don't, the prisoners na kayang tingnan from the central tower. Hindi nila alam kung kailan sila ina-observe. Yeah. That's why, heavy emphasis on that guys na, they always have to be on their best behaviors. Yes. Always. Because, they never know. I mean, I mean, yun, kaya nga, ano, quote-unquote, ideal, ano, structure siya. Kasi, hindi kailangan ng guard para ma-enforce yung rules. Hindi yes. kailangan ng ng team or ng committee para sure na yung prisoners natin, they'll be on their best behaviors. Why? Because this type of power is already being diffused, meaning um, they don't know when it's happening. So it's already happening. I mean, they don't know that it's happening. And yet, it's already happening na. And actually, ang ganda ng pagkakasabi ng book na, yes, we have a lead, uh, we have like a, we have like an operating officer there. Pero, pwede daw nga mag-take ng break yung officer tapos dalhin niya yung yeah. mom niya or dalhin niya yung friends niya, ganun. Yeah. And the prisoners would still think na, oh shucks, I still have to be on my best behavior. Hindi natin alam kung kailan tayo observe ng officer, ganun. Or, in fact, hindi natin alam kung ino-observe ba talaga tayo or hindi. So, they always have to act by the norm, which is to be on their best behaviors. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they don't have to be flagged, like hurt physically. Um, or yep. harassed directly so that they'd act in a good way or in the yeah. behavior that the guard wants them to act. But they are being trained into good behavior through constant surveillance. There's always a chance that you're being monitored. So just act like you're being monitored all the time. And that's how powerful this um, normalizing power is. In grabe, grabe. <laughs> Uh, it's actually more powerful than it seems. I mean, that guy, that guard in the tower doesn't even need to have a gun uh, yes. in order to to enforce uh, the rules in that prison. Just need that system in place and then a uh, very, let's say, efficient schedule for, the, for yes. them. Uh, eating schedule and then doing manual work. They're, they're being trained they're being accustomed to certain standards yes. of good behavior. And I think yep. this is why psychopaths is interesting because it shows us uh, something like that. People yep. who are not criminals 
they unconsciously, of course, don't want to become criminals. They don't have to think about that. Yeah, they yeah. don't have to uh, over-examine that. It's obvious yep. we should not be criminals. We should act in our best behavior. We should like take care of ourselves so that our uh, psychological state will not worsen. We were saying kanina na, na the police force is actually not that big because they can just control the rest of society to yeah. act in good behavior without the use of force. Just it's because of yeah, the quantified, yung, yung pagka-quantify lang sobrang powerful. Na determine yeah. na good behavior and uh, yeah. yun yung expectations nila. Na-condition na rin yung expectations and, nila. And to, that, to add to that, Kuya Ajno, yeah. um, Michel Foucault actually, guys, would not just dive into history and uh, philosophy or those other fields, but also economics, guys. And mm-hmm. you know naman in economics, guys, when to be able to balance things or external forces or internal, internal forces, uh, yun yung goal, guys, yung mabalance. Balance meaning efficiency. And this is why psychopaths is also um, very interesting to look at from Michel Foucault's point of view. Kasi um, we, have, we have efficient ways of dealing with the crime. And Foucault, in his panopticon, the structure that we were talking about, a while ago with Guy Aj, hmm. it's an efficient way of dealing with the prisoners or dealing with those who are being observed or those na kailangan na mag-act on their best behaviors. Kasi, oh, why is, it, why is it efficient, you say, TJ? Oh, kasi, I mean, I would even argue nga, and Foucault would argue nga talaga, na the operating officer doesn't need to be in the central tower for the prisoners to act on their best hmm. behaviors. Ganun ka powerful yung, yung efficiency niya. And, Ayun nga, imagine using repressive power, yung binanggit ni Kuya Adj a while ago, na you have to like, oh, this prisoner's not doing well, guys, so kailangan natin siyang ipunish physically. Imagine yeah. if there were like 5,000 prisoners, guys. Mm-hmm. So you'd have to waste a lot of hours just trying to punish each prisoner and making sure na, oh, kailangan next time hindi ka na, mag, ano, hindi ka na magkukulit ha, or hindi ka na mag-scheme na mag-escape from this prison. So imagine that, guys. Imagine the time that we're saving. And imagine the time na yung effort then, yung effort na pag-enforce ng, ng best behavior, ng, ng standards of society. So, yeah. yeah. Going back to you, Kuya, just wanted to add that. So, yeah. Yung sa psychopath, if you look at, if you watch it, basically, the government is less concerned about punishing people than like um, making sure that they are okay. <laughs> yes. So, yes. it kind of yeah. feels like it's a, wow, this is, this is good. Um, mental health, diba? uh, physical well-being. But then it is also a display of power, a, a manifestation yes. of normalizing power. You have surveillance everywhere. There are scanners everywhere to detect, like non-contact yes. scanners everywhere to detect your crime coefficient everywhere you go. Yes. And it's the normal thing already. So people don't question that anymore. They take it for granted. That's, that's basically the essence of normalizing power. People take it for granted. That's why the main storyline of Psychopaths is interesting because this is just a small, like, it's like in the margins of society. Those places where that people don't usually see. Yung crime, sabi nga natin, was unusual because it was normal for crime to be absent. Um, there's that. So it's power. It's not repressive. But it's still power, and it's we can say that it's still 
it's actually more powerful. You know, we must all encompassing kasi buong buhay ng tao yung ini-impinge nung ano eh, nung system, not just yeah. whether you commit crime or not. So, yeah. Any other thoughts ka pa din? Actually guys, building up from what Kuya Adjo said, I mean, babalik ako sa sinabi ko kanina guys na imagine na yung society na tiniterhan mo. Yes, it's very important to look at the mental health, but more importantly, this society is, or this, the system that it's trying to govern society in. Like, yung, it's trying its best to be efficient para hindi sayang yung mga oras natin. Because of that, because of this power actually, nangyayari yung efficiency na yun. And this is where Michel Foucault comes in na, sinasabi niya na, from my notes here, we're going back to power being diffused all throughout society. It's not centralized, guys. Hindi siya galing sa central tower. No, it's diffused yeah. uh, among everyone. And tulad nga ng sinabi kanina ni Kuya Aj, power, it doesn't just subject the person trying to repress the person or the bully trying to like um, limit the movement of his victim. But more importantly, both of them are actually subject to power. Yeah. Regardless kung sino man yung nagpapakita ng or nagpe-flex ng power nila, they are still subject to this concept of power. So, yeah. I like what TJ said about power is not with the central tower dun sa panopticon. It's actually with the whole structure of the, yung design nung prison. Andun siya, andun yung power. So, you can't really point to just one aspect of that place and say na this is where power resides in. But because it's arranged that way, uh, mas efficiently makokontrol yung behavior ng mga tao sa yep. panopticon. Uh, that's how we actually got to relate it to psychopaths. Meron ka pa bang uh, other insights dun sa with how psychopaths discusses uh, these concepts somehow or helps us understand these concepts somehow? Siguro guys, ano? Kasi if I... If I talk more, must spoil kayo serious. <laughs> Pero guys, ano? Let me just tell you guys. Um, after episode one, if you guys decide to watch, hindi pa nagsisimula din psychopath guys. Uh-huh. You have to watch. Siguro until mga episode four, and then you realize na oh, what if this concept is being challenged? Yung mga pinag-usapan namin ngayon. What if it's being challenged? And dun yung mga kita sa psychopath kung Paano magre-respond yung society if this kind of standard is being challenged? Yeah. Yun yung isang commentary ko, guys. Kasi, guys, to be honest, I'm really trying to hold back. Kasi sobrang ganda na anime. You, you guys gotta watch it. And sobrang interesting kasi in, in a way, it makes you think how we people have advanced all throughout these ages or all throughout these advancements nga na, na oh, cool, we have advanced technology na, but does it actually make us more humane? Yeah. Yun yung yeah. main question actually, guys, then. Isa sa mga main questions na tinatanong din ng psychopaths. Like, mm-hmm. to what extent can you call a certain kind of punishment or certain kind of standard humane? Uh, I'd like to echo that. Yung sinabi niya about have we become more humane than before? Kasi yun din yung underlying question sa discipline and punish ni Michel Foucault. Have we really transitioned from a very bad form of punishment to uh, a nicer form of punishment or a less mm. 
mas may human rights ba yung punishments ngayon? And it mm-hmm. actually challenges that. If you look more closely, nag-change lang yung form. And actually, mas naging all-encompassing pala yung grip ng power on our personal lives. Foucault is very, uh, has always been like challenging certain ideas and that's where it, that's why he gets to be labeled usually as a postmodernist as a post-structuralist which he also doesn't yep. like <laughs> uh, yeah. to be labeled on him but he is challenging many things uh, my writings niya, and that's what makes him interesting so i'm keeping it general yes. kasi it's very easy also for, yeah, okay. for us to misquote him <laughs> because he's a yeah, very tricky actually. read okay so um i guess we'll just end with our personal take <laughs> on psychopaths and Foucault. You have anything? Um, actually, guys, my personal take on this. Actually, I, I watched one of Michel Foucault's videos. As in, he really And he was speaking in French. So, this may be lost in translation. But I don't know if with you guys. But, one of the actually, guys, is power is actually neutral. So with that, mm. parang yung pag yung explain explanation dun is yung everyday thing na nakikita natin with power is with power being neutral or an everyday example of that is when we go to university or when we go to school. I mean, alam naman natin na we want to go to school because we want to learn or even if we're being forced to go to school, guys, <laughs> at the end of the day we're going to learn something when we go to school. And sino yung mga nagshe-share ng knowledge dun? professors natin, our teachers. And our teachers don't necessarily have to say na, hey guys, you have to you have to respect me because, you know, I have an MA, I have a PhD, you know, I, I know more stuff than you do. No, the fact that you go to school and you're willing to be subject, subjected to this professor, it means na, it's a give and take relationship then na, oh, Okay, there's power, there's power stuff or power concepts happening within this. But in a way, you can take something from this then. Uh, oh, I can learn something from my prof. So this is what makes it very um, relational, guys. Before I pass it on to you, Kuyaj, last. Yeah. Ayun nga, quoting Michel Foucault again. It's power is actually a relation talaga. A relation which can direct or determine another's behavior. So guys, it's a personal take ko dito, guys. And Sana guys, mabaon niya din to na. Everything that you do right now, even if you don't mean it, it will affect the people around you. Hmm. So, yung ibig sabihin nun guys, kahit sobrang ka-close mo yung friend mo, or kahit mom, dad mo, or family member, each and every act that you are doing right now, may it be directly or indirectly affecting them, it's still affecting them guys. Totoo talaga guys. Sorry magtutunog dito ngayon, pero... <laughs> <laughs> yung cliche talaga guys na you think before you act kasi guys legit everything that you do right now it's gonna contribute to a bigger picture and in the long run guys sana yung mga ginagawa nyong acts ngayon or ako I'm also telling myself this sana yung lahat ng mga ginagawa nating acts ngayon it's contributing to the bigger picture that we'd like to contribute to mm-hmm. and it's not something na we'd actually regret doing so kuyaj yeah Thank you. Grabe, inspiring na. <laughs> Thank you, TJ. Um, yeah. Ayun, just wanna say na isa sa mga 
potential ng mga media, different kinds of media like shows, movies, books, etc. I they can be used as tools for understanding con- complex concepts kasi especially in yeah. fiction for example, um our imaginations are stretched. Psychopath for me managed to do that. Ginagawa niyang medyo concrete ang isang abstract na na concept through the illustration. While being aware that this is fiction, I know that I can use this knowledge to inform my view of the real world. <laughs> and that's yes. the amazing potential of cultural texts and basically anything that we, we consume in our culture. And yun yung, yung outrageous yeah. depiction ng society sa psychopath sketches out for us um, the possibility that the world that we live in might actually have some of those outrageous qualities. So, hmm. <laughs> maybe, uh, yeah, because that's what it made me think eh. after watching the series and also after reading Michel Foucault's Discipline and Punish, I began to um, notice things sa society and realize things. Yun yung making thread that will be following through these podcasts. Okay, so magkakaroon pa tayo ng podcast. Pag game si TJ, yes, invite ko siya ulit na, na mag- magkaroon kami ng conversation about something else na, na interesting. Yes, guys. Okay. And um, lastly, I just wanna have a final uh, note on Michel Foucault. I do think that there's a liberating power to Foucault's thought. Um, mm. In a way, the fact that he wrote about these things Uh, yung normalizing power, yung pagiging elusive ng normalizing power. We humans, we can actually be made aware of it. Diba? Na-mention yes. natin na, na it's something yes. that's subtle, it's something that we take for granted. But the fact that Foucault was able to write about this and we're able to talk about this, uh, it means that we can be made aware of its existence. Ganong yes. class. Kahit gano man ka-elusive yung power niya. Kahit invisible siya. And... Yes. This is not from Foucault, but I. This is something that I was uh, thinking about when I was after reading Foucault. The most yeah. difficult prison to escape is the prison that we are not aware of. Diba? Yeah, um, yeah. We don't yeah. even have yeah. the reason to challenge it because we're not aware of it. So my takeaway is Very that well yeah, we're not really as free as we think we are. Um, society might. The systems that we are in might package themselves as nice and humane. Foucault presents a challenge to that. Now, we're not really as free as we think we are, but being aware about this fact could actually help us have a bit more freedom in our lives with the choices yes. and the decisions that we make. That's my take. Yep. That's TJ's take. Yeah. Note that this is, uh, of course... Our reading of Psychopaths and our reading of Michel Foucault, by no means should it be taken as an ultimate intellectual authority. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> encourage <Yes. you. laughs> we encourage you to dig deep on your own. Yun naman yung goal. Not yeah. just for you guys to accept yung information na binabato namin dito, but to see for yourself and examine for yourself uh, these things that we have read and watched and this world that we live in. So with that, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, TJ. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Kuyaj, for having me. Yes. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.